But I do want to start off, or at least tell everybody in the chat, Happy New Year, especially to Lindell. Happy New Year, yeah, Merry Christmases, yeah. and whatever other holidays, Hanukkahs, and stuff you did. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Classic Quest podcast. It's your boy, Holden Stefan Roy. Joining me today is... Chris Chrome. What up, guys? And we're talking about Freddie Fox's here, the Freddie Fox album. That's what we're talking about today. This is a Patreon request. Fine folk coming to this album review in the future. This Freddie Fox is here, Freddie Fox album review in the future. Understand that a guy named Lindell Williams, who will be in the comments, paid us to talk about this. This wasn't like we went out of our way. We were, this is a, an agreement. I'm saying that because every time we do one of these reviews, the comments come through like, why? Did you choose? You don't know shit. Why? You don't know shit. Acknowledging that, bro. We're just saying it right off the jump so that you, person watching this in the future, understand that we know who we are and it is what it is. Let's effing go because we're still excited to do this. This is the Classic Quest podcast. This is the show where we break down albums track by track, talking about our thoughts and opinions on every song. Are we good music critics? Probably not. Do you like this? You might. Let us know in the comments either way. Tell us your thoughts on the project. Just give us all that context when you sitting there being like, oh my gosh, they should know. Tell us, yo. In the comments, the whole world gets that benefit then. And if you S with what we do, patreon.com slash behind that suit. Come show the love. Help us hit the bigger picture and reach some next level stuff. All right, on that note, we do like to start our album reviews discussing our familiarity with the artist because we believe this is a little relationship that we're forming for the next hour or so. And um, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us how much you knew about Freddie Fox coming into this project? Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's been a minute. We have not discussed or like even had any convos about doing album reviews. And then suddenly you were all just like, yeah, so Liddell has a request and uh, we're going to do this and uh, get ready. Facts. And <laughs> that was that was it. So Freddie Fox, I don't know, going in blind, going to see what it is and how it goes. That's Facts. It. I know that it's Freddie Fox and or Bumpy Knuckles. That That's what I learned from Wikipedia. I read stuff off the Wikipedia, and I had no idea who this person was prior to doing this album. And that's part of why we do the quest, right? Because a lot of times you do not listen to 1989 projects with this lens of seriously like trying to digest the, con- uh, the content in 2023. And whether or not you think our opinions count for much, it's an interesting experience to explore the time capsules of this project. Because I can tell you, there are a couple of bars on this project that was like, man, they've been complaining about that since 89. And like those moments to me are effing precious. Am I censoring myself? Yes, the beginning of the review. We're trying to stay monetized up in here. We will be saying the F word later on, I promise. And for those of y'all watching this on YouTube later on, we live on Twitch doing this, and we will be playing the music on the Twitch stream. And then if y'all want to hear it, come to Twitch in the future, because unfortunately YouTube be what it be, so I'm cutting all that out the final YouTube video. On that note, um, Chris, what do you think about the title and the cover of this project? 
think it's I honestly like I think it, it it does what it's supposed to do. It shows you who Freddie Fox is. It makes it clear that he's here. He's ready to rap. He's got that like serious face, and he kind of looks like he's he's not afraid. He's not a, he's not afraid of anybody. He's not afraid of MCs. He's got that like confidence in him. It it's just kind of very just straightforward. It's not really abstract or anything. So it's cool, like very very cool. I mean, I go back to 1989, and I feel like everything I'm about to say has to be taken with the lens that, like, the whole landscape is different, right? Like, in a lot of senses, there's not an internet to push your your product. There's not a lot of the same tools and visuals and different elements that we're comfortable with today that we take for granted even, so... In a lot of sense, if it's your first album and you're, like, part of a, a clique or you're roaming around, I kind of get it. Like, bro, I don't need to say anything else. Freddie Fox is here. That's what this project is. I'm here. You about to get to know me. And on that note, I kind of like that, right? Because it's like that's my expectations coming in is I'm going to get a sense of who Freddie Fox is. And I think that's a cool, like, idea. That isn't often explored when you get some of these more other album titles that take it in different directions. But it just makes me feel like Freddie want to get to know me. And so he's, or in a sense, like he's trying to give a part of himself. And you look at that album cover. He's looking you in the eye there. It's got like a little thoughtful look in his eye. You know what I mean? Like a little, like, a little nice look. He seems like a, a fellow that could A, probably take me in a fight, but also will spit me nice poetry. I like it. I like the simplicity in it. And when you look at some of the more grandiosity, it almost feels like a counterance to some of the bigger over-the-top shit. Like, nah, we so good at this, I'm going to keep it simple. I agree that that aspect of just like, I don't need to be so flashy or like super dramatic in terms of like the album cover and just keeping it simple does give him that leverage a little bit. Fair. Um, I don't know what else to say, but since we're showing the album cover and all that, you do got to talk about it. Hashtag fair use things. On that note, the first track is The Master. Christopher. One thing, one Christopher. thing I've always liked. <laughs> one thing I've always loved is um, the like live DJ scratchings. Like just mixed into the instrumentals and, and giving that like live performance feel has always just been really crazy um with that being said as well i do feel like this song just the way it sounds it kind of has like i feel like this has felt like it was recorded live a little bit um it has it's kind of sounds a little muffled it it even without like sharing the screen from discord because i know that that might change a bit like even the actual song itself felt like a little bit muffled um a little bit more theatrical though are you saying that the 1989 sound quality sound like 1989 a little bit? I mean, yes, I am saying that, but some of the other songs on this project don't sound the the same to this. Like they don't sound as like like, it, like again, it, muffled is the best word I can say. Uh, but I like this though. I like how he comes in and just shows you like exactly what he can do, who he is, and how he like just kind of rhymes and spits the flows. Um, it's very good. There is a lot of stuff that like you can kind of take away from, but it's it's it, it was kind of like it's gonna be one of these albums, and I know that I'm like uh, I'm gonna struggle with this, um, but I thought it was a good intro. I don't thought it was cool. I like 
it had those punches. It had like the nice little break loops in him. It had like that. Okay, we're switching from whatever I listen to to this. And at first, I was like, uh, uh. I'll get it a bit easier later on in the in the review. But it was a cool song. It's a nice little intro. Four on five. There we go. That was Chris Chrome, everyone. Um, so I wanted to point out that Eric B is on the beats as well making that production which i find you can hear the style in and it does kind of play into like whatever sound i guess was coming out that eric b rakim camp i don't know what camp it was sorry i'm I'm ignorant sometimes but like you can feel it and it really made it more appealing to me because it is excellent production and while it's not like my go-to I can't deny the fact that these loops are fucking banging. They're like the right level of upbeat that they make me pretend I can dance in ways that I don't know any of the moves to. Like that's what's happening to me. Like my body want to start jiggling and shit. And uh, I think it's incredible. And it makes this song so easy to listen to. That's before we talk about the rapping and stuff. Because I do feel that... uh, Mr. Freddy Fox glides over this beat effortlessly. Like every single line is delivered perfectly in the pocket. His energy is really powerful and it feels like he's kind of on like that Chuck D tip of booming energy that kind of rides over a big beat like this and makes it just fucking, it's so cohesive. You may not be into it if you don't like 1989 sounding rap because damn straight, that's what we getting here is rapping about rapping and it's done at the time when like this made sense though like you have to like remember that this shit isn't like where we are today where people are trying to emulate this and it kind of feels like kind of weird but this is like the beginning of this shit this dude's just trying to be the best rapper he can be like he's catching pokemon and shit and he puts so much effort into sounding fucking nice on this track and you hear it and it comes through there's some interesting like ideas like at one point he's kind of complaining that everybody's singing and shit and how it's like not cool and i'm like hold on is are they already complaining about melody and rap or they sing like diana ross etc now i don't know if that's like squealing or something because it could be slang but i was like is motherfucker like already mad at melody and rap all the way back then like this has just been the eternal debate because i don't know right it's not like i was in new york back then fucking listening to this shit in the streets hearing the debates no back in 89 i was fucking two okay i was two so and this came out right before i turned two. if this came out october 31st i turned two three days later what well, i wasn't even a thought it i wasn't even thought okay. nah you was like <laughs> half an egg and some sperm to be not even busted out. the idea of my existence wasn't even there yet <laughs> but like in this rhyme you get the sense that he has class you get the yeah. sense that he will fuck you right up if you cross him he he basically shows he raps good and he he drops like a lot of flows right it's a lengthier song so if you're not into like three minute rap verses it may not be your cup of tea and i totally respect that but like the writing's pretty good actually like it's the kind of and i don't mean the actually in a bad way but like considering the kind of song it is sometimes it feels really drowned out but i just felt like you know what like this is all right. And like a lot of it's really like safe for work, so to speak. Like, yeah, there's a couple of lines that might be a little pushing it, but this is really impressive to have so much descriptive like shit thrown into it and not really rely on cussing 
and still manage to come off like he will bang you out, take your girl, and still rap better than you. So for that, it's pretty good. I'm throwing all the caveats that you gotta you gotta like the style for what it is. And um, my first thoughts hearing this was, you know, um, I don't I don't want the whole album to just be this. So I'm real glad to say the second song flips it up and gives us a different thing. But when I think about it, right, like it's '89. You have this project. This is your introduction to people. You're trying to prove you're the master. It kind of makes sense to just go in for three minutes, just rhyming straight. Like, I'm rapping better than everybody type shit because he treats everybody like beginners, etc. I don't want to go through all the lyrics and stuff. I feel like pretty much everything here, minus the slang points that like he commented on, are really clear. But I did want to point out this one thing because when rappers annotate their own genius, I mean, that's that's the man himself. So the line in question is, I learned that from my main man, and then whoever wrote the lyrics up here put Cool G Rap in parentheses to explain it. No, it's not Cool G Rap. Rap from Fort Green Projects in Brooklyn, original gangster. He is the one of the back on the paid and full album cover with his hand on Eric B's shoulder. Boom. Knowledge. That's what's up. That's the rap in this line. Anyway, I thought this was a pretty good start to the album. For me, like subjectively, it's not something I would really listen to a lot. But if this came on at a party, I'd be okay with that. I'd be dancing and shit. So it's not like a holding jam, but it's a fun jam. So I'm giving this a 4.35 on 5. I really enjoy it. Did you uh, give a grade? So very quickly, I gave a 4 on 5 to this song because it is actually a really good intro to, to, to the project. Uh, second thing you need to restart your mic because you got that whole statically glitchy thing. And while you're doing that, we're going to go to the next track, which is somebody else bumped your girl. Before anything else, can we just point out that now I know that you push a button to make a sound like a, a sound restart. And I'm just picturing fucking man sitting there. I don't know if they did it like that back in the day, but I'm just picturing man sitting there with the sex moaning sound being like, <laughs> just pushing the button a hundred times giggling. Because that's what I would do. I'd be giggling. Use, I'd abuse it. And they definitely, in this beat, chopped up that fucking like, sound a lot as they were doing that shit. And I was like, this is fucking funny. I really enjoy that, that use of that. But Chris, how do you feel about somebody else bumped your girl? <clears throat> I mean, so I'm really impressed with the storytelling aspect of this. He gave us like three different individual stories of how like people kind of dealt with the situation of somebody else bumping their girl. So that was cool. I did really like, you know, I also write stories as well. So I thought that that aspect was actually really, really dope. How many stories the rest do you of write it, that end like that though, Chris? No, not like, not like that. I'm just saying like the way I write music, I like to write music in like story fashion instead mm -hmm. of just like insert verse, insert chorus, insert verse. It's like everything has like this linear start, middle end type thing. So that that's cool. I do appreciate that. Um, I find the beat to be very like funky and that baseline we were talking about a little bit earlier is like, that's super dope. Like it's, it's, it makes me miss like live band performances with rap. Like I'm so used to just having these like producer made and, and just like already everything there made by the program. It like kind of, you know, it reminds you like, yo, they used to do this live. They used to really like have real instruments and used to like kind of get a different feel of it. So that was, that Aren't was they cool. sampling. So I mean, I don't know. To me, it sounds real. To me, it sounds like more fucking authentic and, and like live sounding than it does like with the new shit nowadays. My my own opinion. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> when when we get to Jesse's verse, I I mean I felt a little bad, bro. 
like Freddie met Jesse on the train and then dude's all sad because his girl hasn't been home in six days. And like, maybe this is just me, but I'm like, bro, six days, six, six days. And you're just like, oh, poor me, poor me. Like you haven't, bro, you didn't, if you didn't your think girl... some shit was going on. Man, well, that, but he know. started with that. That's how he started. He said some shit's happened. My girl left and she didn't. He's like, I'm hurt. He's like, I'm sad because after six days, I still ain't heard of her. I don't know what's preposterous uh, about that, Chris. That uh, sounds man, very I'm realistic. Just, I'm, I'm sitting here more like, bro, if I didn't hear shit from the third day, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. What if field. he's been with his girl for like field. a long time? What if it's a significant thing? Six days? Six days, bro? Bro, how six cold are you? You're like, you're like sitting here going like, please call me. Nah, man. Nah, man. But I mean, he, he to be fair, wasn't just staying at home. He's literally on his way uh, uptown on the train, uh, evidently out and about uh, in his life, was, just having was, a sad moment, confiding in his buddy. And Chris over here is like, no, get over that shit. Six days is too long to be pining for a girl. Yo, bro, like, like, I get it. The first night, the second. But like by day four, you're sitting here going like, what's happening? Fam, you know what's happening. You already Are you going to tell me you're on. not sad? So on day six, I'm not allowed to be sad no, no by more? Day four, by day he four. He did I a lot of praying, bro. He's doing what he can to cope with the emotions. He's trying to work through it actively. He actually doesn't sound like a guy sitting around being lazy about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I needed some laughter in this. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. That was something that stood out to me. The other thing also that stood out to me was for the third verse. However, you Again, do sound a little bit more like Freddie Fox. In his response. Um, for the third <laughs> verse, I felt like, did the third verse, like, inspire the third verse of Guilty Conscience? Like, maybe that's just my brain kind of, like, reaching for sure. But just the same type of way where, like, dude is all, like, finding his girl in bed with another man and then, like, caps them both or whatever. I was like, oh, shit. I could see where maybe, like, Eminem and Dre pulled from Freddie Fox in that inspiration of maybe building that. It was just something I was thinking of. But... It was cool. Like it, it, it's actually a really cool song. I just think it's long. Like, and that that that's really my only criticism about a lot mm. of this project is that a lot of these songs are just long, and that's probably just because I'm more used to now things being like fucking two and a half minutes to like pushing three. Anything past that, it's like okay, okay. But that's that's just me. That has nothing to do with the with with the song or anything. Every it's dope. It's dope. I gave it a three point seven on five. I enjoyed this one a lot. I think it's just a complete vibe. Like, you get the first track, he's braggadocious, I introduces himself, and then he gets kind of thoughtful with it on track two. He's just trying to let people know, bro, if you think it, it's probably happening, bro. Somebody bumping your girl. And it's interesting because I never heard that verbiage, right? Like, I don't know. For me, bumped, when I first heard it, it sounds like killed or something. Like, some, like italian mafioso hit or something so that was my first I just thought think it's contextual like i i've heard i've heard like joe budden say to like his friends like yo somebody bumped your girl and i think it's like just contextual maybe like, he's quoting this song I mean, there's a lot of when i go when the we go back to 1989 bro you don't know how my point though a lot of the older music we go back and listen to i'm like i i think about some of the modern things i listen to in the references and i'm like oh shit yeah, absolutely or so but I like how the first verse is like, I right, so you know that girl, she leaves you early every night? She ain't, she ain't going home, bro. You wrong. 
And he's just giving advice. He's just like, fellas, she gave you a song and dance and shit. And while she's to your face is romancing you, the facts of the matter is somebody else bumped your girl. And then it's like, and the thought of it wrecked your world. It makes you mad, don't it? Like, this is the most trollishly interesting song. Like, he's simultaneously giving you advice, laughing in your face, and telling an interesting story. And I love it. That bass line mm-hmm. is ridiculous. That bass line is, is, like, intoxicatingly good. The melody is something I find just, like, I could just listen to this beat all day. This might be my favorite track on the project. Spoilers. It's just what it is. This song is so fun. The way he rapped it. I mean, he's in that calm cadence of storytelling voice, but honestly, it's also preposterously well done. Like, it's well done, but also preposterous. And I, I don't know. I enjoyed it a lot. I like the Jesse story. It sounds like some realistic shit that happened. And then he kind of goes, but then here's what happens. Uh, Manzo's and shoots up people. And then I'm like, oh, oh, shit shit he went rambo over this like like girls be like same person that's jesse jesse broke stupid and pulled out a tool and then that's jesse that went rambo bro okay i did i i'm i'm dumb i didn't catch that i thought it was three different stories but anyway doesn't matter and so that's that's jesse out there after running him it's like wild he just met dude on the train and then jesse snaps after seeing him so maybe maybe freddie fox is like reaction to him was like a trigger that made him snap Mm. maybe Mm. it's like advice like that's not the right approach Uh, maybe this is my 2023 we know a lot more about life since then perspective on the other hand he's just pointing out how kind of weak jesse is being here he's looking a little crazy it's like don't act like that i think is the bigger message i I don't know man what I love about the Jim Stone verse is that it's like, okay, so Jesse's just like this regular schmo, but look, you can be like the richest, baddest motherfucker on earth. Your girl could be so bad that in 10 other states, which I thought was so specifically funny, like 11 states over, there's a badder chick or something. Anyway, um, but I get the point. She's fire. He's rich and shit. And then she meets Gus, which is great because we have a cat named Gus. So, you know, all I could picture was Gus, the cat being a player. Wow. And wow. yep, yep. So then Gus got slick and took the girl into this whole story. And then Jim was all like infuriated on this mission, comes through, then goes ahead and murders the mom. Why? Because somebody else bumped his girl. So the takeaway is if you bump somebody else's girl, that man might murder you or come back. So like there is a threat there. There's all kinds of lessons baked into this, you know? And I'm willing to bet that Freddie over here just be out there not having his girl get bumped watching everyone's girl get bumped and the reactions to the men around him and that inspired this song from the true lessons of freddie fox i know it sounds sarcastic but i'm being actually sincere here i digress this shit's like a fucking five i was entertained the beat's incredible the rap is great what the fuck else could i want in a song maybe this is just like my anxiety brain but like it could also be like freddie giving reasons to why he stays single like yo, everybody out here, like, because in a way, a, he's also like explaining, a like, I don't into the next I track. <laughs> like, I don't really trust women as well. And I mean, he doesn't directly say he don't trust women, but there is this like, bro, your your girl isn't trustworthy. She's not loyal. So it's like, Somebody else for me, I, your girl, right? So I thought I thought that was also kind of cool. Like, there is very many layers to this. Yeah, I like the song a lot. Anyway, the next one is a follow up. Because it makes sense, as Chris just said. 
once you explain a little bit of paranoia, you need to follow up though and remind them that it's not all ladies, right? That's just here's girl. Then we talk about the ladies jam. That should be the Discord server. All right, Chris. Chris, how do you feel about the ladies jam? <clears throat> um, I really like the beat. I really like that, like Super piano xylophone. That's that was just so cool. I think that that's probably one of the best parts of the whole song. Um, I, I like it. I really do like how he took like a moment and just gave them like a song for them, and it's not like it's not like loving them or, or like some type of romantic way. It's really just party out to this. And I, th and I thought that that vibe was really, really cool as well. I like how he goes, if there wasn't no girls in this house here tonight, I wouldn't be standing here rocking the mic. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> After the fucking performancing years, the performancing summer we had, I'm kind of feeling the same. I want to rap. I want to rap to women. I want to rap to women. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. I love, I love I love everybody. Don't get me wrong. I love everybody, Everybody's but I, like, I completely I don't understand the fuck y'all are talking about. Understood. <laughs> I completely, completely understand, Freddie. But all in all, I mean, it's it's a fun song for women to jam out to and and party to. If this what came on in like a club. I know. I put up Pixie. Uh, I know that, like you know, I would be moving because it's it's just such a bop. All the women would be moving. It's 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 cool. Like it's it does what it does. So it's a four on five. Like, I ain't gonna. I I love the fact that it's just like so. All the ladies clap your hands and let's call this one the ladies jam. And I was like, wait a second. How many songs are called the ladies jam back then? Because like if you did that like right now, I'd be like, that's some goofy like bro. What the fuck shit? But then I was like. What if, like, he just had never heard a song called The Ladies Jam before, and he's like, fuck it, that's the perfect name for this shit. And I was mm. like, hmm, with, like, that frame of mind attached, I'm like, that's all right. And then I have to, sometimes when I listen to this older shit, I gotta really remember that, like, the rest of it has not happened yet. <laughs> But I just love how this is just like, bro, I'm on stage, I'm rapping, I want y'all to be sexy so that I feel like I want to rap more. And I'm like, this is a great, like, idea that is, like, and you could argue this is, like, from some pioneer level shit going on. And motherfuckers today would make fun of somebody for trying to do the same thing because they'd be talking about somehow this isn't what pure blah, blah, blah music is. But at the end of the day... It's kind of nice. Like, he's just describing an ambiance where I'm like, yo, if this was playing, you could picture everybody in that room dancing. He's having a great time rapping his ass off about the women that he wants to, like, impress in this thing. I don't know if, like, this is some Drake shit, but, like, it's still, like, fun. Like, the beat's fun. Everything about this is, like, actually pretty fun. I was like, it took me a few listens to get into it because it's really not, like, a style I would jump on, but... And like I said about the other one there, like, I don't know if I throw this on my headphones, but if this shit came on at, like, one of them dance parties I've been going to lately, it would be, like, a fucking fun vibe. And I could see all the ladies in the place reacting at the appropriate times. Like, this would be, like, fucking great. And I super enjoy how, like, the, the dingling and the beats that you like, the way it plays out at the end, and how, like each of these beats gets like this little flare it's not just like a loop there's like a scratch or there's like a something at the end of it which just adds a little bit to it i don't have a lot to say about the fucking actual bars they're again extremely straightforward 
and they remind me of 1989 and it does everything it's supposed to do but he sounds good doing it so this one's like a 4.25 for me it's enjoyable but i can't imagine myself going out of my way to put this on and that's all i'm going to say about that so as to not waste your time as we move into forever because we all know i can go on forever on that note chris the ad break is done Sorry about that live people at twitch.tv slash behind that suit. Chris, why don't you tell us your thoughts on this song forever? Um, so this one stood out and it's very interesting how he, in, in a very good storytelling way, kind of expresses his love for this woman and a specific situation, I'm going to say. Because the way I kind of took this song was like, he found this woman, he wants to treat her right, he wants to do everything wants to give her diamonds and you know spoil her and all this stuff uh and it also kind of seems like you know he believes like this woman is the right person for him and it kind of seems like it's vice versa uh later on during the song though we kind of know like i think it's near the third verse we we noticed that like you know he kind of seems like she's she's being a little bit arrogant she's kind of acting a little bit privileged entitled however you want to look at it and like kind of just like expecting him to do all these things now and stuff like that and he's kind of like yo this isn't what i wanted this isn't the type of relationship i was looking for type of stuff like that and you know like as a as a song itself i kind of understand it like i've been in that situation um and and I, i can understand how like especially dealing as like being a rapper and making money and and the higher you excel in life and stuff it's like things do change people may change based on how much money you make and the type of life you give them and shit but with that being said, and this is my main point of the whole of where I kind of got iffy with the song, it's like, but you, but like as Freddie, you kind of did set that expectation for her though at, at a certain point. Like you did tell her you're gonna buy her like this. You did say that you were gonna like change her life and like fucking buy her diamonds and shit. So I, I for maybe that's just me making this like super personal in my life, but that's how I kind of took this song where I was like, I get what you're saying and how like you are dealing with this woman who's like kind of changing throughout your uh, evolution in life. But also like, I can't sit back and be like, yeah, but you kind of made it sound like she, she didn't have to do anything. Like sh- you were going to support her to infinity type shit. Um, but that's really just my whole thing with the song. Uh, besides that, it's really good. I do think it is consistent. I think that the switch to this like slower R&B romantic vibe is actually really cool than from before when we were getting some of the higher paced, upbeat like dance vibes and like I'm the best rapper vibes. So it does show diversity. Just as I'm like looking at it, it kind of implies she left him. And then he was mad, and then he she comes back when she gets broke after leaving him and taking half his shit in a divorce. I mean, I never asked you for nothing, always give, but your head's getting real large like you lot, like you live, being real hateful and every ungrateful, trying to disrespect the man that made your whole plate full, kind of feels like she's taking advantage of him, and he just tried to, like, support her and do the thing. Um, but then it's like, over, and then, like, I don't know. It feels like... Like I, I'm gonna say, we don't have the full side of this. I get your point. I'm just no, I, fair I'm enough, just fair enough, fair enough. Question, but that me. was <laughs> no, for sure. Uh, but that's really just kind of where I, I, I fell with that song. But overall, I did give it a four on five. I do think that he's very good at like writing these detailed stories that leave you with this type of thinking. Like when he, when, when, when an artist is able to make somebody who's never heard anything he's done ever have like 
be able to have a conversation like this, it's like, okay, bro, you you are talented. Like you do have thought provoking content. You do have writing uh, like uh, writing capabilities that are fucking great and not just like super basic. So four on five. I gotta give him credit. The project's called Freddy Fox is here, and like I said, I felt I would get to know Freddy Fox a little bit. And I do feel like in the last three songs, we got a lot of his opinions on women, and they are very different opinions depending on the context and and, and whatnot. So kudos to that, because I just think it's like there's not a lot of albums I think you you hear where it's like track one is I'm the best rapper, and then tracks two through four are related to ladies in different capacities. So that's an interesting sequencing of ideas because it kind of fades out at a certain point and it goes back and forth between like braggadocio rap and like girl rap and then even mixes them in some of the songs um but i I like this one in in terms of the storytelling elements and the way he brings it forth i find the beat more forgettable as in i literally am having trouble remembering in this moment what i could say to describe it so i guess this beat didn't stick with me as much it's enjoyable to listen to but i felt like freddie's storytelling was more of a focus whereas in the last few tracks the beat arguably was like just stellar and had me really engaged um i like the way he rolls through it just kind of describes almost like this old-timey love song of a man going all out for his woman not feeling appreciated and then you know she leaves him and then she gets broken comes back to him um I can kind of see where you're coming from with regards to how he starts that third verse, but let's say he's been divorced in the context of there's some shits happened. I can see how the whole verse is just setting up a mental state. And overall, it's like, wow, forever don't mean anything because when push comes to shove, everything I gave you wasn't good enough, which you could argue he could just do better. That is an approach or something else went wrong. I don't know. I wasn't really there. Maybe he was pretty negligent and unappreciative of her dishes washing skills or something. I'm really unsure of the full context. But I do think it's it's like an interesting look at how his lack of him not feeling appreciated is really what sets him off. And I think a lot of dudes get fucked up over feeling unappreciated in some ways, whether or not his reaction is appropriate. I think it touches on something real. I think all the three of the tracks he did about girls touch on some real shit and a lot of it like being emotion rather than just the storytelling. Like it's tapping into like, yo, don't spiral and go fucking murder people because some chick broke your heart. And here it's like, understand, ladies, that if you, you know, don't appreciate these great things a man is doing for you, there may be some fucking scorn later on. Like it feels like pretty cool lessons and stories. I like it. This one's a four for me because. I just feel like I would listen to it less than the other ones, but from like a uh, objective point of view, it's equally as well made as the other ones we've heard. I feel like pretty much the whole album is really consistent, and at this point, if you like what it sounds like, you're going to like the rest of the project, and if you're not into the sound, you're going to struggle with the rest of the project, but he keeps it really consistent and changes the songs just enough to like you know make it worth talking about the rest of them. So stop look and listen is the next one all right chris you should go close your eyes and talk i don't know um i mean this is solid i don't actually i don't have much to say because it 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 keeps the album going it's cool and and the beat brings us back to that like high high bpm party type 
you know, type of fun feel vibe. What I did like, though, is the confidence that he has within himself to come at, like, to do a call of action of stop, look, and listen to when I'm performing, to when I'm doing something, because I am going to, like, change your life. I am going to inspire you. I am going to say things that are really, really dope or really, really cool that you may enjoy. And <clears throat> I like that type of, again, that, that type of bravado, that type of confidence where he, he knows he's so good and he, and he just knows he's one of the best rappers that he can, like, command people's attention and then proceed to go and make it worth it so i thought that was something that really does stand out the way he like raps and flows on the track so that that's mostly it i gave it a four on five that's fair chris has hit the part of i don't know what to say about this and i'm gonna be real with y'all i don't know how much i want to run through all of the lines being like these are great puns this is like like the microphone mangler mc strangler milky is silk pads fair you know rougher than wrangler fair it's all pretty straightforward at this point like oh, I don't pretty know, fair <laughs> like i don't know what to say about it except that like i bet at the time this was all like fresh shit where i'm assuming maybe other people hadn't said this but as we know already other rappers are trying to take the place and you know come out with rhymes that are less good than freddie's rhymes and if I really get into the lyrical shit, it'll just turn into me commenting on how people still rap like this today, or at least the same themes are being explored greatly and excessively. But I did really enjoy if you want to go out like a wimp, so be it. That to me is great. Like, it's just, bro, if you want to look like a wimp, go look like a wimp. And I'm like, fair. Like, you don't even need to be better than that. Like, that was just enough. That was just a hard lyric. Like, my mom would say that shit. And um, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just so powerful in its, like, simplicity. One of those, like, realizations of life. Some of those just, like, slap realities, like. Or, like, you could try a lot harder in a lyric and it wouldn't hit as hard as that lyric did. Uh, at least for me. Otherwise, the beat's nice. I like the scratching. I like the, the versatility in the beat in the verses where it's less feels like a loop and more like an experience where like both of them are just jamming out, you know, having fun to it. Like Eric B or whoever it is, is there kind of doing his little thing in almost real time. Or like it feels like one of those tracks where like the producer built the track around the vocals to just sound hyper. And I really like that effect on it. Um... It's literally the same kind of feedback. I would listen to this at a party and it would make me pretend I can dance better than I can. And I would probably not otherwise listen to it very much, but I really like it. I think it's it's really cool. And I can see how a bunch of people listening to this made a bunch of shit I listened to growing up. So I'm gonna give it a 4.25. And Lindell just kind of says it's a freestyle. I believe that. I believe it. And 4.25. Uh, that's gonna bring us, I guess, to the next track, Serious. Alright. So, before we go and give our little reviews on this track, we do have our special guest, one of our friends, co-hosts of our perspective show. We gotta give that shout-out as well. And somebody who definitely knows a lot about New York hip-hop, and a lot more about hip-hop than we do. I want to introduce a good buddy of mine, Flacco Bayo, Liddy Bro Flacco. Yo, yo, yo. Can y'all yeah. hear me? Yes. Yep. 
perfect word. Um, word. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. What's up, gentlemen? So I'll start over again. So, uh, okay. right. Um, I guess I'll start right over again. So, right. So we're talking about Freddie Fox, gentlemen. Um, uh, Freddie Fox, I pretexted it to the people listening, right? Um, he, Freddie Fox is also known as Bumpy Knuckles. Back in the days in New York City, we didn't name ourselves. We would get our names given to us because of what we're known for. So my name was Dutch Vega, and that was because I was known for rolling lots of blunts and always carrying Dutch Masters with me, right? And on occasion, I would carry some Garcia Vegas with me, which is where the Vega came in. Um, so I got named Dutch Vega. Bumpy Knuckles got named Bumpy Knuckles because of the story I'm about to tell. Well, not because of the story I'm about to tell. I'm pretty sure he got named that way before this story. But this story, like many stories I'm sure other people have of Bumpy Knuckles, illustrates why he is named Bumpy Knuckles. So I, once upon a time, um, worked at a, um, at a company uh, fresh out of high school called Superstars 2000. Uh, Superstars 2000 used to put on music industry showcase shows where they would showcase artists to industry people, or at least that's what they said they were doing. Um, <clears throat> Freddie Fox, uh, the Superstars 2000 was uh, located inside Burt Padell's offices inside of Atlantic Records. Um, Burt Padell is known famously on a Biggie song with 112 Only You remix or the original, I believe, um, where he Biggie quotes Burt Padell's name. Biggie, uh, Burt Padell was Biggie's accountant. He was also TLC's accountant. I believe he was named in the docu, the biopic that they did on TLC because, like, he's part of the reason why they went broke. Um, shady guy. So... I, like I, I brought that up because like these people were shady people. Um, the industry is notoriously shady. So like uh, industry showcases being um, like uh, a way to get artists to like give you money is like an absolute way that a lot of shady people in the music industry have made like side money throughout the years, you know, where they just like, fill artists heads up with like you know oh yeah you're gonna be seen by this industry we we got people from atlantic records that are gonna Yo, be in the I building swear mm. i was sent a link for one of those this week yeah they still happen to this day you know when it uh it, i know that for a fact you know and uh same as nowadays they get artists to pay no we're to good perform we're good. Flaco, go we we um Oh, I, what, was I not supposed to be going that whole time? You were supposed to be going. Chris is just delayed on the chat. Like every, it's almost a meme. Oh, okay, word. <laughs> right. No, so I know what happened. All good. So, um, the 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 point being, these are shady industry people. Um, they worked for Bur They worked in Burp Padel's offices in Atlantic Records. Right. Um, I don't know further background on the story of what this all stemmed from, right? Uh, all I know is that this this showcase that I was working for them during that they were putting on was going to be put on a Club New York, actually. 
this happened, this incident happened at Club New York, which is the infamous club where um, Shine shot up, shot up the club and got like arrested. The where Puff Daddy and J Lo um, were with uh, Shine and that whole big controversy that happened. So this was at Club New York, and the industry showcase they were putting on was going to be at Club New York. So finally came like I think like the 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 prep day. We were at Club New York. It was prep day so like artists were coming in and out to prepare for the showcase the next day um and or maybe earlier that day i don't know my those memories are a little foggy but the point is that um uh my boss was in there the guy that ran superstars 2000 was in there i forgot his name um and uh freddie fox comes in and freddie fox is a very imposing Yo, he's a big dude. You know what I'm saying? He is a big dude. And it's not like a big dude that 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 you're like, oh, he's a teddy bear. Nah, he's a big dude. And you're going to know <laughs> that he's a big dude. Everybody do. And so he comes in. And I don't know what this shit was over. But my boss got grabbed by the neck by Freddie Fox and lifted off of his feet. Like, as in Freddie oh. Fox, Terminator grabbed the man by his neck. Terminator grabbed him by his neck and lifted him off his feet in the air because he was doing some shady shit. Also, Freddie Fox has an album at, uh, around that time, I believe, called Industry Shakedown, where mm. he, like, like he, he got tired of the, 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 the demons of the industry doing the shady shit that they do. And he like he was known for running up on people that had done bad business with him and getting his money one way or another. Um, I'm pretty sure because uh, it was definitely looked like that type of like situation. It took all the security in that club to get him to put him down, and they didn't. They didn't like. They didn't. Uh, you know, like it was. It was it was not like they put hands on Freddie like that. It was like a persistent begging. <laughs> a persistent begging and you know, trying to get him to lower his arm and let the man down. And he did. Um and that's the story. That's the end of that. That's uh the one interaction that I had with Freddie Fox in person. They didn't do nothing to me. I didn't I wasn't, you know, responsible for any foul shit. It was uh, the guy that I was working for that was doing some foul shit, clearly. Um, but I remember thinking to myself, man, this, 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 is, this is somebody who is definitely living up to who he is. And back then, I had already came to notice working in the music industry that a vast majority of the artists that existed in the music industry weren't necessarily everything that they like portrayed themselves to be on record. But Freddie Fox was definitely everything he portrayed himself to be on record. Um, or mm. shouts to Freddie Fox, a.k.a. Bumpy Knuckles. Shout out Freddie Fox. And then Lindell says, that sounds about right, Flacco. That was Fred. Yep, that's that. I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting to see how, like, even back then, it was still like who's real and who's not real, and this like discussion of authenticity and to have that like, 
and call it a cosine of your experience it's like shit things some things change in the industry or in the scene and then some things kind of still remain the same yeah i don't know how many people are doing as much shakedown shit though not like shakedown it's more like freddie is like fuck with me and i'll knock your shit and then you know flacco goes to explain how this is really real and then as he also explained it's like he was also noticing there's other people in the industry that are like fuck with me and i'll rock your shit but really they're not really like that they're not really like gangsters or or like strong people or something like that so for me that kind of stood out and just was like oh that's interesting how like this idea of pretending to be somebody else in hip-hop has always been around maybe i'm not expressing it properly but that's like the simplest way I can. Like, nah, definitely. That's always been. That. That's always been a situation. Is who's real, who's keeping it real, who's not, who's actually who they say that they are, and who's not. I, which is really, you know, um, for as like ignorant as it might seem to a lot of people, it's also one of those situations where like, oh, I mean, why would you portray yourself to be something that you're not anyway? You know, like, so like, for the people who are like. Oh, you should just let fake people exist and be who they want to be. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt they should feel free to be whatever characters they want to be. But also, you know, you could just be real with people, right? Like facts. I think that we live in an era where like that's more appreciated nowadays. Well, you know, I think so. the problem with that is that a lot of people's real is boring, and this is something I believe that there's like, mm-hmm. like, like people want to be authentic, but then like you also have to be interesting. And that's where, like, other people go out there and do some wild shit and create a life for themselves where their rhymes come out a certain way. But, you know, sometimes people's authenticity is mad the same. Like, everybody's authenticity produces the same music. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not a guarantee that your authenticity is going to produce good music. You know what I mean? There's plenty of guys that, like, are real and they do shoot guns and they are, you know, putting in work and whatnot. But, like... uh they're not uh, making great music. And then there's guys who are like fake as shit. They make fucking fantastic, amazing music, you know? So I do think that in terms of being authentic, it's like if you go and make a certain genre or a certain type of music that you're not authentically living or doing, how do you authentically deal with those consequences? You know what I mean? Like, you can Mm -hmm. be that character. You can pretend to be Mr. King shit, but that also comes with everyone else on the block who thinks they're Mr. King shit, too. Where, yeah, your life might be a little bit boring, but hey. Yo, but interesting doesn't have to be violent. I'm going to throw that caveat on there. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to remember also with a lot of this stuff, right? It's like um, uh, in, in the in our interviews right we ask people you know how you know what what age they were at certain points right Mm. so like freddie fox that you guys are listening to on this album is probably like what like we're probably talking about like 18 20 something year old super young 89 look up his age on wikipedia and i guess go reverse from there right so yeah he's born born in 69 so he's 20. 60. He's yeah, 20, he's 20, 20 years old in eighty in eighty nine when this album mm. probably nineteen years old when he recorded all right. this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So like you got to take into account like that, and then also you know the age of a lot of this stuff. So like 
it, this is all you know early stuff you know so like Super fact. this was the, the the beginning of things you know it's gonna sound not as the same as what's happening now and um and also it's a different era back then when things are happening so like when all these like growing pains are happening in the music industry and hip-hop it's because literally hip-hop is coming of age you know what i mean as mm-hmm. like like these are all firsts that are happening you know yeah so I mean, that's right. I, I feel like it's like the main caveat that has to be said when listening to it. Because when you really go bar by bar, you know, a lot of stuff that came after this is probably more complex. But then it's like that complexity doesn't exist if it wasn't for these dudes coming up with this level of innovative. Right. Definitely. He was a part of the last generation. These guys were kind of like the um, they were the blueprint for a long time. And a lot of the rappers that came out in the 90s ended up emulating these guys' flows. So, like, where Freddie Fox is, like, um, he's a contemporary with Rakim and with Kooji uh, Rap and Big Daddy Kane and these guys. And those guys later on, right, like, so, like, Big Pun wouldn't sound like Big Pun sounded if it wasn't for Kooji Rap. And uh, Jay-Z wouldn't have sounded like how he sounded if it wasn't for Jazzo and Kane and so on and so forth. There's wild other examples like that. But Nas wouldn't have sounded how Nas sounded if it wasn't for Rakim and G-Rap. There, you know, there was like meldings, but like all those 90s guys all kind of got their sound and their flow from a guy in the 80s that was like the predecessor. So like these, this generation of guys definitely like set a bar that like maintained for quite some time. It wasn't until like the mumble rap type flows and like uh, singing on record came along that like you're essentially creating a new flow. Um, up until that point, everything was pretty much just em- emulating and imitating the flows of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Which, right. to, to be fair, like just to full circle all of this back to the the review he does actually make a lot of references to people biting his flows and a little bit later There's on even a mumble rapper bar yeah and 89 i wanted to bring this topic up a little bit later on one of the tracks but we're it's going like, to on that truck but right it's still but it is now. interesting how like back then the idea of like biting bars was taken to the level of like yo, we have to fight because I like yeah, thought violence. about this. I created it, right? And now it's like, I know people still nowadays still kind of live by that, but it's interesting how like we've changed into- Do they? Well, like- nah, I, 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 I agree that there is both, right? Like people mm-hmm. do still get offended, which is mm-hmm. what Chris is saying. Mm-hmm. But, I, but you're right, Holden. I doubt that there's as many people who are like necessarily ready to fight. Also, it's because a lot of this stuff is happening online. So, like, you might Mm. be, there might be a guy in fucking Detroit biting what I'm doing. You know what I mean? There might be, there was, I remember there was some kids that tried to name themselves Dutch Vega. And Mm. I was just like, what are you guys doing? I already got this name. I already laid claim. I'm already here. You're going to have to find something else. You know what Mm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So, but, like, they weren't anywhere. They were, like, in Houston, I believe. You know what I mean? Like, they so it's just like, well, I'm not gonna fight. Like, how am I? How am I even gonna get to fight them? You know oh, what I'm saying? Facts, like, facts, facts. plus bring up the cell York. phones as well. Now there's cameras everywhere, so people are probably less willing to fight. Fight. 
Well, to be fair, I wasn't really talking about like violence. It was more just the idea of like I think biting bars back then when hip hop was like starting and still developing, it was more of a thing because like everyone was trying to be the best. But now in like twenty twenty three, it's like there's a lot of lines that it sounds like you're biting, but it's more just like there's only so many variations to say certain thing. Like something as simple as like smoking weed, how many variations in a rap song can you say I smoke weed? You know what I mean? Like at one point, you are know, you really motherfuckers actually do come up like, with weed bars I've never heard before? It's like man, that's which is so why I mean you have to, you you you're essentially got to be creating new slang for yeah. a bud to you know what I mean? That's all it yeah. is. Is when you because you know what you're saying is essentially there's been so many years of people calling it weed, calling it bud, calling it marijuana, calling or it whatever like, we know. Long Thugs has like fifteen weed songs. You know, and you feel like you already heard every variation of every weed bar until some guy comes along and calls it gas for the first time, or mm. you know what I mean? Calls mm. you know may, maybe names nowadays it's people like naming strains instead of like just you know. Uh, mm. But even but, to yeah. that end, there's only so many ways you can tell me about how you got high on a song. <laughs> right, but that's Sorry, fair. No. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to say, like, I, I still think that Freddie brings a lot of emotion to It's not just that, which is why he had all those girl songs there before it. Because, like, that was a really good move. I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks Let's for the go. story. That was really Are you going to stick problem. around? You're going to stick around? I'm, You're going to head out? I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just going to awesome. be silent. Let you guys keep on doing your show. I just was coming with the story. No, but I like the story because it super ties into the serious song, right? Because, yeah, we still have right. the serious song. While I get down, this is serious. <laughs> serious enough to run up on that promoter and get his money. Um, but what do you think about this song, Chris? So before we had the, the story, I kind of just felt like it ended up being just a, I'm serious about rapping and let me prove to you why I'm the best rapper and... Like, all of these things are just super serious. Like, it didn't really give me more than that. I kind of literally wrote, y'all don't want the smoke, I'm better. Like, that's what I was left with when I listened to this. But now kind of understanding the story and, and, and kind of getting into, like, maybe a little bit more of who he is, it's like, it's not. it doesn't sound like it's so much about rapping. I could also picture it how it's like, taking the craft seriously and taking himself seriously while doing his craft. So that's kind of really my whole thing on this. The beat's okay. The the song's okay. I felt like it wasn't up to par with some of the other ones we've had so far. Um, but it's still good. And he raps really, really well. So, you know, four on five. Yeah, he's super in the pocket. He's super clear, super confident, ready to go. It's hard for me to, again, really come through and dissect these bars. They are mad clear. So clear they don't require that much. And if I tried, I'd probably get it wrong on some I don't know fuck all about 89 slang. So overall, dude rides the beat well. Everything sounds production-wise proper on this one. It's also one of those ones that doesn't stand out to me as much as other ones. But what it does do when you're bumping the project is it sounds different than the other things. You're not left with the sense of like, oh, this is exactly what I heard. 
I mean, you might be like that if you're listening to an 89 album and not like applying your proper lenses and shit, but I really feel like it was effort made into kind of making the song feel different than the other ones. While still, lyrically, he's more on the I rap real good and I'm doing my shit properly, but he does and he sounds real clear. And I know it's not much more insightful, but if you're into it, it's really cool to listen to because I feel like when you when you think about like like we were just talking about in the sense of everybody rapping after this like they heard this it adds this level of like these guys are saying this shit like i'm like rikers fuck wild in dozens like he might be the first dude to ever say that shit i'm not saying it is a hundred but like you think about it in that context and it's really cool how creative it is because they don't have all these other references in, in the sense that we all do now to go back and study so I really like the fact that he's bringing that ethic of this is just more than rhyming to me. This is like a lifestyle. This is who I am. And that like deeper message is kind of dope. But overall, it's one of them rapping about rapping songs that a lot of people I know would fuck with more than me. This one was less if it came on in a party. I would bump it like that. But that's just preferences and shit. I'm not as into the super long outro shout out things, but... I respect the time and that a lot of people did that. And it's really cool to see the people he was affiliated with. And it's like some really fucking powerful company. Overall, this one's like a four on five for me. It's a good song, but I don't know that I would call it standout that much. Um, but the next one's very great. Quickly, oh, very quickly. Um, very quickly. Just with like, because you mentioned like the whole shout out things at the end. I was just, it kind of struck something in my brain. I feel like we should do that more. Like, just in live performances and, like, shout-outs on tracks and stuff, I think we need to bring that back because it, for some I mean, reason, it gives me this sense of, like, community with, like, when you're shouting out to other people. You're, you're, you're like, also kind of trying to put on for your, your peoples and your other squads, and I feel like we've a little bit regressed from that. I mean, I know certain experiences, you and I personally, we shout out our homies all the time and we do all the love yeah, thing, but, but like... Not- I've never liked listening to them, so I don't personally want to make them. But that's fair, just a me fair. thing. I'm just thinking more in terms of like, I guess. Like I think about that J Cole skit at the end of his album where it's like 13 mm-hmm. minutes of him. I'm like, nah, nobody needed that. But fair enough. Fair, fair, fair. Um, but maybe y'all can let us know in the comments. That sounds like a great comments question. Um, on that note. Ain't No Sunshine is the next track. How do you feel about this one? I like this one. Uh, I like the sample of... I don't know if it's a sample or if this is the like original song, but I like the Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone. I have many other tracks uh, that have sampled that part and made remixes of it, dance mixes. It's really good. It's always been one of the like lines, few lines that has always just stood it's out. Ain't over No time. Sunshine by Bill Withers. There we go. Uh, what really stood out to me on this track, though, was um, I like how uh, near the end there was like some harmonizing, just kind of uh, with everybody. So that was dope. And I also like how he's very uh, vulnerable on this song. I feel like we got some of the songs where he was like, "Women do your thing," and then the other one where he's like, "Yo, like just kind of get over the fact that she's like cheating on you and shit." But this one, it's like without murdering people. He- <laughs> or murdering people, yes. No, or, without you know, murdering people. He's trying to tell you right. don't murder people because of a girl. Right, 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 right. My bad, my bad. <clears throat> uh, but I did like how he like is just 
expressing that he's alone and that he's hurt and that it's just without this person being here, whatever the situation is, he doesn't feel like himself. And the way he just kind of like goes on to explain it is really, really cool. I, I resonate with this one a lot. Um, I do think that, um, I do think it's good. It, it's, it's slower, it's softer. Um, I like how he's got that control though. Like, I like how he's able to be super uh, sporadic and, and in your face and, and, and get all like, like, all intense but at the same time it's all like it's it's my girl is gone and i can't fight sadness how in the world can i stand this madness i thought it was love supposed to last for ages but the way he's like speaking is very like it doesn't sound like he's crying but it sounds like he's so like yeah, it sounds like what happens after why you need more than six days just throwing it out there to get over a girl sometimes when you really feel in that way Without Yo, you got 48 them. hours and it's done. Move on. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, my God. I'm joking. Um, but I, I, I do like his presentation on this. Uh, I'm sitting here wondering how much you miss me. I asked myself why, but I still can't answer. Like, even the way he, he just... It doesn't feel like he's forced to rhyme, but he also doesn't feel like he's losing out on anything if he doesn't. He's just really kind of expressing from his heart. And I really, really felt that and enjoyed this. So, 4.2 on five i like this one too i mean i'm less enthused about the like 1989 rapping skills songs because you know all the time has passed but it's amazing how like the emotional side of what he brings to the table like all these girl songs are like they could have come out today and it still feels the same and that to me is really incredible and something that like maybe people should pay more attention to because like Yo, that beat sounds nice today. The sample, especially with the current like wave of like drumless beats and shit, and just pulling from this kind of era again anyway. Um, so it kind of even sounds a little like, like it could have just been a today's song for it. And um, <clears throat> I like the the turmoil and like the sadness because of like the lost love, but like then the whole track is just literally remembering all the reasons he wants to be in love. And all these really basic things where when you are sitting there by yourself and you're missing somebody holding you or when you're sick and you're feeling alone or just the kisses and the little things and all that shit. And I'm just like, man, everything about this sounds like some shit I felt at some point in my life. All of it. And I really like that, you know? Even though like the, the, that's when you cried and said, if I left, you'd probably die. But now you're gone and I don't know why. Like... You could look at it like some corny shit, but I don't know. I feel like it's really relatable and really like in those moments, a lot of us feel exactly like that and use language exactly like it. So I think that's what makes something like this pretty incredible. It's just like, what, like almost 30 something years later. It's just like, like my whole life has passed and these words still can ring true today. And the beat is really nice. Like this is one of the better sounds on the album to me. I'm giving this shit a 4.5 on 5. Maybe I could rap on that beat. I don't think I would seek it out, though. But if it appeared for me, I would, like, rap on it, I suppose. I've um, always wanted to use that, like, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone part. I always wanted to use that in one of my songs. I just, I like how it ends. Like, I'm lonely because she's away. Like, that's, like, it's like an honest fucking line, you know? Like, it's so simple. It's so clean. And it's like yeah. so vulnerable. This is a great song. Bro, it's crazy how it's crazy how like just the the honest lines in songs I feel have more impact to 
just overall than some of the braggadocious flagrant lines that we said sure they give you some sort of value and they have some sort of you know impact of course but like yeah like i feel alone because she's not here or she's away it's just some of these simple honest truthful lines i'm lonely bro because she's away so yes five words power yes anyway I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and run that fucking ad break because I don't know how to do Twitch now and, and in six minutes an ad's going off so we may as well just do it now. Well, run ha- the ad break. I'm gonna run use like the washroom right quick. You can talk to the people if you want, Chris, and then we'll play the next track. Keep doing it like this, Chris. Yeah. What do you think about keep doing it like this? I mean, it's okay. Um, the reason why I thought things were a little bit funny earlier is because I, I, I kind of just don't care about this song. And it's not to be mean. It's just like I found myself being very distracted while it kept playing. Um, there wasn't really anything in like the beat that was like super, oh, I want to hear this. And let me let me put this on replay. Like I kind of felt a little bit more like, I this is the project. <laughs> this <laughs> but, is the um, project. <laughs> Inside, um, like he's so tired of this like, shit. It it just it felt it really like this song really just. This is how part like two of the the second is. half goes. <laughs> like it really just kind of felt like boom, this is what it is. It, it landed at a three point five just because I'm like, I, I just like <laughs> the song could be bad, and if I cared about it, it would like okay at least I care. I, there was nothing for me in this track that made me be like. Oh, that's nice. I believe oh, Chris is cool. saying this is some lukewarm ass lukewarmness. Like, it's just really great rapping on mediocre type of beat that doesn't really get me feeling all great. So I mean, don't kill me in the comments, but three on five. It is pretty hard to get into this one. I feel like the last one was pretty stellar, to be honest with you. And this may have something to do with the placement. Now, I feel like they threw this next girl song in to break up the the way that these songs kind of blend together a bit. But damn, does this one blend with the other upbeat braggadocio kind of I rap good and stuff like. I don't know. I just had a lot of trouble getting into it also in terms of like, I don't know that I really listened to the bars so much as I appreciated the way his voice sounds as an instrument. And it sounds a bit like he's part of the beat to me, and it just plays nicely. And if this came on in the right setting, it's cool. But there are better sounds on this project that accomplish this goal. Or maybe it's like that this one is even more verses because it does have that fourth verse. And maybe I've already heard a lot of it because, I mean, and it's no disrespect to, like, the era, but, like, man, at a certain point, that's what half these albums are. So every time Lindell makes us review one of them, I feel like he knows what he's doing. He's like very deliberate and calculated and he's waiting for certain cues and beats. He's waiting for that sigh from Chris and shit. Like he knows what's coming from it. Um, but it is a well-made song and I don't want to like be mean to it, but I agree with Chris. It's, I don't remember a lot of it. It's not sticking in my head is, I guess, the best thing, even with the lyrics here in front of me. It's like, fair. It's not noteworthy. but And he didn't keep doing it like this because he has good ones. So, um, yeah, 
This one's like a, I guess a 3.75. I'm trying to be See, more honest with my grades and not See, give I, everything fives this time around. <laughs> three on five, you gave it 3.7. We're, we're basically the same. It's okay. It's it's like, it's just that it's, I don't remember it that well. I've heard it now four or five times. If, in case there's any question, I listened to this project like three to four times before we did this review where, you know, like, you know, I, I did and I don't remember it that well. I do remember Busted, though. That one I have memories of. Just keep doing it like this, kind of blended a bit. I digress. Let's talk about Busted. All right, Chris, are you still tired of that shit? I mean, the beat itself is cool. Um... I agree with you. I do like the spacey vibe to it. I like how he starts off with the anywhere in the galaxy and he keeps that like atmosphere going through it. Um, the effects on like on your busted and like the sound effects that kind of are layered through the track is also really cool as well. Um, but again, it's it's another like don't bite my bars or else we're gonna have to like really settle this type song. But what it does, like what it does do for me, I guess, is like. It makes me think, like, you know what? I understand why it was so uh, serious to not bite people's bars back then. It's like not everybody could become, like, the biggest rapper. Like, you actually had to stand out and it had to be part of your skill. And I think that nowadays, if we're just making this comparison, or at least I did in my brain, it's like nowadays it's not just about your lyrical ability. I think it's also, you know, your clout, your performance, your presentation, your views and all this stuff. And we've straight away from like what really really matters um in hip-hop i feel so like that's kind of what this song reminds me of of like why he's so consistent on this like don't sound like flow like me be inspired sure like i am pioneering this type of rap flow but like don't be copying my lines don't be biting my bars like try to be you know authentic and genuine with what you're saying or like original with what you're saying but again like the times were different like it, it, it was more about that and that's just part of what like i think this song did for me was just really reinforce that that like idea like we really had to struggle to be the best we had to say all these lyrics we had to make every fucking syllable and every line match up and it was all these like intricate things because we were i guess very passionate but also we were very competitive with it nowadays there is more competition but there's just more access to being able to uh get into the gate of the competition, I guess. So, it was cool. I mean, it was it was cool. It was a four on five, like pretty solid. I like this one. I feel like for the lyrics, it's like you get like a mix of a lot of what we've gotten on the project, kind of put together in the same song. It feels like we didn't get a lot new. Not to like be. I don't know. It's just kind of how it is at a certain point in the album. Like it's, it's like there are two kinds of songs on this project. There are the girl songs, and then there are the I rap good songs. And this definitely falls into the I rap good songs. But I do feel there's a bit of a sense of you can picture him at like the side of the stage trying to perform with people there, kind of being fake in his face and things like that. And maybe. Maybe I just been out there and I seen some things where I can put myself into that moment of being at the side of the stage and seeing the attitudes and things that you encounter. Because I'm pretty sure the attitudes he's encountering in 89 are not that different than the attitudes you're going to encounter in 2023, to be honest with you. People don't change that much over time. <clears throat> so maybe because of that, I can have that extra little bit of context with it. 
but overall i felt it was pretty lengthy of a track it didn't bring a lot new to the table in terms of this album however i really do like the bass line a lot i feel like that bass line is such a groove it doesn't really change much it just kind of changes pitch and then it goes down in pitch and then it goes up in pitch and i just really liked it and i just mostly listened to the bass line as i went through this song i like the kind of eerie sci-fi effects that kick in later on i think it's around the third verse and there was like points where you could feel them playing with like the ad libs and extra lines of like adding some effects that would probably go on to inspire people like yo did you hear how he moved his voice left and right and shit like i can just picture these conversations being had by people being real stoned with their like record players and shit back in the day I'm, I, I'm not sure how cool it was to do that back then to be real with y'all maybe that was just a regular thing but just listening to it I was like noticing little stuff like that on this track that didn't feel like it appeared on other ones so maybe it's because it's spacey theme they tried some of that but it was really nice um, I'm gonna give it a 4 on 5 I, it's good let's talk about make them feel it alright Chris how is your energy levels are you feeling, are you feeling it yeah um this song was also really cool. Uh, I like the energy with it. I like the vibe. I do think it is still consistent with what we've been getting. But um, there's like this, uh, like, again, another like type of call to action, I feel, but not to like fans or stuff, but more to artists and like kind of letting them know like, yo, you really got to make people feel your music. You really got to like go out there and do like what it takes to make people fuck with you, make people, you know, like what you're doing and, and, and feel the music. And I like how he uses the instrumentals and he uses that like dance type of beat to get people moving and, and feeling what he's saying. But then he also layers his like, you know, I'm better than you bars and I'm a better rapper and I'll like knock out MCs and I'll make them feel the pain because I'm better than them and shit. And he kind of layers all these different things of like feeling emotions and feeling things within uh, the song, which I thought was super cool. Um, but it was really more like, yeah, like make, make the audience make as an artist, you have to make people feel what it is you're saying and what it is you're trying to present to them. And if you can't do that, I, then you essentially just got to get better at doing that. That's that's my own opinion. Like you, that's part of what m makes music so great is making people feel something with it and not just letting them feel bland about it. That's how I took it. Was it completely off from what he may have said throughout the bars? Probably, but I think it's more. Uh, I just like an overall message he may have been trying that's to say. Kind of how I took is, I'm a good rapper. I mean, yeah. At one point at the end of the track. He quite literally is like, bro, uh, if you rap good, um, if you can kick the right rhyme, you can get up and walk. But if you don't, you'll be a pitiful sight, you know, and it kind of is implying like rap good or I'll beat the shit out of you is what I took from that. <clears throat> Fair enough. Which, again, I think still also at the time right that's what the mentality was like you have to rap good it's not like just melody singing and 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 like doing all these theatrical stuff it's like yo where are your bars where are your 16s where are your punchlines? where are your your flows your metaphors Bro, these your... guys was not writing 16s yet they was just writing until they were finished writing I, I i yes as we could see uh but like it's it it's cool it it's cool to like see that there is that passion of like where is your art where does your artistry lie where does your priority in this rap career or this rap thing this 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 passion that we all love like where do you stand in it 
So I thought that was dope. I actually gave this a four on five. Like it, it's pretty solid. It does, it does kind of, and I wrote it here. It's like, what can a rapper do to be leaving their mark on the audience with their music and their things mm. that they do? And I felt like this song does leave that mark to kind of make you feel it. I'll be real. I did not feel as enthused about this one. The beat didn't resonate with me as much. Um, overall, I felt the slow rap is nice, but at this point, the content is like a little bit what we've got. And however, there were some lines here and there on this track that made me think like, I'm hearing pros on their third LP sounding like a bunch of schoolyard MCs and just the idea that like since time, motherfuckers are coming through making fun of them vets that ain't really doing it as good as the youth come through and be like, nah, B, your shit's whack. We're doing it better now. And, you know, I don't know exactly who he's talking about, but you can kind of picture who would be on their third LP at that time and their overall sounds versus what these guys is coming and doing. And it really is kind of like, nah, we on a wave. We changing shit. And it does just kind of feel like he's here intimidating rappers, doing his thing, rapping real good, um, consistently coming up with new styles. You can bite him if you want, but that's corny, and he's still going to be better than you, and that's just the end of it. Overall, I'd give this another four on five. It's well made, but I'm definitely feeling a burnout on this kind of vibe of this project where like I'm like, like I honestly there's like there's still two more songs. It was my a little bit my feeling, not that I'm like mad at it. It's just I kind of like you're hoping that it's not gonna just be two more songs of this and that there's a bit of a change up is where I'm at. But we're still gonna run through it all. Um, I don't remember if you gave your grade or if I cut you off. No, it's a I gave it a four on five. Fair. Anyway, uh, Freddy Fox is here. The title track, that's the next one. Let's go. Oh, I'm not too thrilled, to be fair. Um, and it's not because it's bad. It's more just like, and this is just a Chris thing, but if, why did you put your title track at number 11? It just kind of feels like, yeah, I know who you are at this point. Like, like I know you're here. You've you've beaten me down with your lyrics. You told me not to bite your bars. You told me not to do this. You told me to act right. You told me not to murder people. Like it just felt like as as the title track itself. It, it just at the near the end, I was like, okay, this didn't ha give me the same impact. Maybe I'm just focusing too much on the fact that it is the title track. Sure, but besides that, it's more like this is everything we've gotten it's consistent it's cool the beats not like the greatest compared to the others we've had and I, yeah like it really just feels like he's just reinforcing why he's good and that like why people get excited when he comes to like grab the mic and start rapping because he's really just that good which all respect to it it is good rapping i'm just like okay like could have put this at like number four or number three and i feel like it may have been a little bit more impactful in terms yeah, of just then the other song that came here you'd be saying the same thing about except for the fact well no because my track. issue is is that it's the title track right so when is if the it wasn't the supposed to go i don't know man i just i don't know sometimes I, I i get i have like a for me it's just it's like this is the song that is the album this is supposed to like to me it's supposed to be like the banger it's supposed to be like the reason why you called this project the 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 this right i mean if you're gonna do it that way and then mm, that's a it just ends up being like a it just ends up being like a regular song to me and this is really just a chris chrome thing and this is nobody else's opinion but mine um but it did come down to a 3.5 on five like it's just i like 
cool. I mean, I feel like I like the beat more than I like the last one, but then as we get into it, I like his flow. I feel like he does some different shit. I feel like it's really cool, but at this point, I don't know that there was a lot new for me here. I again, I, I feel like some of the earlier tracks that were more of this nature were just more upbeat and more fun and like more like crazy. And now at this point, we're just like, like this is for the people that prefer this style versus the other style. And there's a lot of little different things you're getting here, but from a song point of view, it is just more of him being there, being a better rapper, and you're gonna bite him, and he does his thing. But I gotta give him credit that he really is coming with different flows and and making it like versatile. I just don't know that I feel it that much, and that's probably just you know the time, and I take into full context. So I think it's a well-made song. I, I would give it like a four. I just personally don't care at the moment. I like his girl songs a lot though. Those are really stand out. Um, anyway, mm. there's one more on this track, and I feel like if I recall correctly, it does sound drastically different than the ones we've been listening to. So I'm ready. I'm ready is what I'm trying to say. All right. Chris, how do you feel about the final track on this song, I'm Ready? It's not the title track, so does it get like more forgiveness <laughs> or something? Yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, I like it. Uh, the beat, the beat seems different. It has more of like a rocky, rocky feel to it. More guitars, more bass, more on that like, like that side of music. So that was super cool. Um, I like how he's kind of like just addressing to just be ready at all times. Like if you're going to be a rapper, if you're going to be taking this crap seriously, you gotta be ready to perform. You gotta be ready to rap. You gotta have your shit locked down. Um, I know there's like one of the lines here where he's like talking about when you run out of stuff to rap about you're going to start sweating because you're just not ready and it's like i take that more in in like a like a bigger aspect i'm looking at it like it's not just about running out of things to say it's more like are you ready to if somebody's like yo we got to perform tonight like are you ready to like are you in shape are you ready to go are you ready to keep the show going are you ready to entertain everything and i just i like that it was it was dope um again Great bars, great lyricism. The, the thing's pretty solid. Um, am I a little bit beaten down by this point at for, for this project? A little bit. So I do think that that does play into how I feel with this song because it's more like, oh, I'm happy it's almost over. But at the same time, I'm also like, uh, it still kind of feels the same lyrically. But whatever. That's just my preference. Um but overall, I mean, it's solid. It, it ended at a four on five. I, I really kind of stick with the be ready. And if you're going to take this craft seriously, be ready and always stay ready. So I feel like, yeah, this this is like at this point, I like this song more than other songs on this project, but I'm exhausted of this content at, at this point. I don't like in another era, though, it isn't like, you know, I'm at another point in life because I'm 35, right? It's not like mm. at 35, I'm most 35 year olds are sitting there bumping new albums on repeat over and over again, obsessed with sounds and shit. Like novelty mm. is important for me. Whereas, like, you know, maybe when I was younger, if like let's say our production was it for me, I'd be eating this shit up. But I don't know, it's not really my sound and my era, so it's like putting the effort into trying to like get myself into that mindset of enjoying this is harder on track 12 than it is on track one. But 
it is one of the better ones. I like the beat a lot more. I even think the way he raps and the way he approaches the content is really good. It it feels like he closed out with one of the stronger songs on the project and he's ready to take on anybody and he's ready to come through with it. But I just knew already that he was ready for it because he had told me at this point, which feels like I'm being redundant in this review, but the, our format is like the song says this, we talk about what the song says. So unfortunately, this is the feeling at this point. And to be fair, if this is like some new project and we were talking about some other shit where it was the same thing for 12 songs, we still feel like this. So versatility is great for reviewing, even if as a listener, I could probably throw on like the whole project and just let it hit play and a bunch of people would enjoy it as background music. Um, but that's not meant to be disrespectful either. So I gave this song like a four on five, but like the idea of a music as background music being enjoyable to have conversations over and shit is like actually really good because it means that music is enjoyable enough to have there and you like it and you go about your night and stuff and you don't even maybe notice it but that's because it so seamlessly fits into your vibe as part of the ambiance and i feel like this project brings a lot of that ambiance for like well an old school vibe because it's 2023 and it could serve its purpose really well and a lot of these tracks if thrown on at the right party would be like super fucking bops so i, I think, think that's part of it right like because you just with what you're saying nowadays when we go out to the shows and stuff and we're having like our conversations with our people the music that's in the background is essentially just the music we listen to on today's radio or like of of this era whether it be like whatever the little uzis the peeps the the fucking 21 savages the drakes it's like as much as the sound sonically is different it still kind of does have that oh this is good enough so that i'm not like being taken out of my vibe like it still helps me be like you were saying in that vibe it, it yeah. keeps me in the surrounding atmosphere that i'm at so it's just also stuff that people that I listen to built on. So it's like going back to yeah. like my parents era a bit more. And I mean, like I said, I was two when this album came out. So it is kind of what it is on that front. But I think the project's good. I would give it like a four on five. Like it, it really has like half the album I think is like really good to listen to today. And the other half the album made me feel like this is a lot. So that's pretty good. All things considered, if half your album sounds pretty fucking blessed in 2023, that's like a, a huge-ass fucking win, in my opinion. Um, what do you think about the project as a whole, Chris? <clears throat> I mean, as a whole project, I think it is consistent. I think he does prove to you why he's a better rapper than you and um, does a really good job at like just being true to himself and what he's trying to portray. All things considered, though... I am still a 29-year-old listening to this fucking project. It's not really my vibe. It's not really my yeah. t my cup of tea. So take the take my grade with knowing that I calculated the math and I got up to 3.86 on 5. Don't Fair know enough. if that's a good or a bad rating. It is an overall good project in terms of like technicalities and pockets of rapping and productions and the different like just the different grade effects and the stuff like that. But again, I'm 29 listening to an 89 album. Like, I'm a, I'm, like I'm a little, I'm a little like, uh, you know. I'm doing my best, Lindell. This is for you. <laughs> this is just for Lindell. That's what Chris is trying to say there. 
Um, all love, all love. So, yeah, that's the end of this review. Thanks to everybody for watching. Thanks to Flacco for popping on and giving us a whole extra anecdote to add flavor to this uh, review. Appreciate all of you if you're still watching this and you, you watched the whole thing and you're here with this part, you were a real one. I would love to see you in the comments saying what's up is all I'm trying to say. Subscribe and like and bell thing and all the other stuff YouTubers ask for and patreon.com slash behind that suit if you want to help finance all the greatness in life and choose albums we can review. And then, uh, yeah, if you want to hit up the Discord, there should be a link in description on the in the YouTube videos. You can come hang out in the community, and we can grow and prosper our knowledge together as we listen to all kinds of different music of different eras, of different peoples, and all that stuff. Um, thanks, Chris. You can tweet him at ChrisChrome93. Literally one person ever has tweeted him in six years, so we just keep saying it just for the dream, bro. Just for the dream. No worries, Lindell. Uh, no worries, Lindell. I trust you. I mean, You'll find I something. feel like low-key, low-key, um, Lindell really enjoys uh, the idea of making us go through this process together. He enjoys it. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I got Listen, no, I got no. I'll be fair. I'll be fair. If it's not for Lindell giving me these albums to review the likelihood of me going to 89 is nah, happening you know what i mean education. Like, and so yeah, it's, sometimes it's, it's cool you got to talk to nine because of lindell so there you go Max, um, Max, which i gotta hit him up again and try to get you do gotta hit him up again but on that note everybody we totally appreciate you being here with us today thank you so much for everything live long and prosper everyone and i'm gonna start the raid